you want to give love to the city, that's a fact. But you're going to need help if you want to make an impact. Well endowed, you want to be well endowed with the Edmonton community. Things really happen when you find that you're well endowed. Hi everyone, welcome to the Well Endowed Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. And I'm Andrew Paul. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Edmonton is full of generous donors who've created endowment funds at ECF. These funds generate money to support charities in Edmonton and beyond. On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community, because it's good to be well endowed. On this episode, we celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Emerald Awards. Every year, the Alberta Emerald Foundation recognizes outstanding organizations for their environmental achievements, whether they be a large or small business, a nonprofit, community groups, individuals, and, well, you get the picture. Yes, if you're out there making strides in environmental sustainability, the Alberta Emerald Foundation is here to celebrate it. Over the last 30 years, they've recognized almost 400 recipients and celebrated almost 900 finalists through the Emerald Awards, and they are committed to sharing these good news stories through their podcast, speaker series, and documentary series. This year, the Emerald Awards recognized 13 recipients at their virtual event that was held on June 1st. Edmonton Community Foundation had the privilege of sponsoring the very first category of the evening for environmental excellence in business. Lisa Pruden sat down with Gregory Caswell. Hello, everyone. My name is Gregory Caswell, and I'm the Executive Director for the Alberta Emerald Foundation. To find out more about how Alberta Emerald Foundation works to recognize and inspire environmental excellence and improvement, she'll also introduce us to the winners for this year's business category. Alberta Emerald Foundation has just celebrated their 30th annual awards ceremony. And that seems like a pretty significant milestone. So I was looking forward to chatting with you because I wanted to hear... Uh, a bit of the story of the Emerald Foundation. How did it get started and how did it get to here 30 years later? Oh, well, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, a lot of the history that I have for you is a told history. Um, I've only been with the foundation for seven years. The Alberta Emerald Foundation was formed in 1992 by then Minister for the Environment, Ralph Klein, as well as McLennan, Ross, LLP, and Deloitte and & Touche. And they formed solely to develop a program that recognized environmental excellence in our province. Shortly after that, they realized the benefits of it not being a government program. And the awards became the not-for-profit charity that it is now today. So um, it separated away from the government and became its own entity and uh, has benefited from that structure as a result. So for about 20 years, the Alberta Emerald Foundation, the sole reason for its existence of being was the Emerald Awards. And for those 20 years, the foundation worked year round with an executive director, maybe one or two staff members, as well as a very active board in putting on this annual celebration of environmental achievement. And then about 10 years ago, the foundation actually saw that there was an opportunity to expand its capacity and develop some new programming. And so around that time, the foundation started what we call the Sharing Stories Communication Strategy. At that time, it was engaging with media outlets, uh, purchasing advertorial space, all with the purpose of getting the stories of the Emerald Award recipients out into the province. And we also launched our Youth Environmental Engagement Grant Program. Uh, which uh, provides young people or youth-targeted 
groups with funding to support their environmental projects. And in the recent past, or at least the last seven years, we've really honed in on our mission. A little branding for you. We have established ourselves as Alberta's environmental good news storytellers. And the Emerald Awards, although they are still a major cornerstone of what we do, they are a signature event. We've really focused in on that storytelling element and the opportunity, the kind of privilege that we have as as a foundation uh, with the people that we come across through the awards to be able to share their stories, establish them as role models, share best practices, um, and also contribute positively to the reputation of Alberta, both within the province and beyond um, with the environmental work that's actually going on here. Uh, We've also continued on with the Youth Environmental Engagement Program and now have the Emerald Youth Grants Program. And we also have developed a new program called Tell Your Story, which basically draws from our experience as, uh, as the good news storytellers for the environment and realizing that we have an opportunity to share our advice and knowledge with our community to strengthen their storytelling abilities. Because up to this point, the only way that somebody's story would be told would be if they would become an Emerald Award recipient. And there's so much more work happening in this province and people just need support. An environmental expert does not always make a communications and marketing expert. And so if we can come and support them in that storytelling, the more stories will be told and the more amazing work will be recognized. That's wonderful. Uh, I'm really excited that you brought up the Emerald Foundation as good news storytellers because you really have been over the past several years rolling out quite a few ways of doing that so you have the podcast what on earth can we do the emerald documentary series and the emerald speaker series what is it like to be able to reach out to the community in each of these different ways what what are the relationships that you're finding through these vehicles Thank you. So we are very fortunate to have an amazing partner in all of the storytelling. Uh, we work with an amazing uh, group of Edmontonian uh, filmmakers called Hoopla Media, and they've created all of this content for us, be it the documentary series, the podcast, or the speaker series. What I love about each of these is that I, I feel like it makes the work, the work of our recipients more approachable to the public at large. And I I feel like that's also how it has a very large potential for impact. It's interesting that our podcast is called What on Earth Can We Do? Because it really has become sort of like a mission statement for our foundation. What I've taken a lot of pride of over the recent years is that uh, the feedback that we have from the community at large is that we've actually created the safe space for people to come and engage in environmental learning or and climate change learning to become better environmental stewards in their own lives. It's a heavily polarized environment out there. And a lot of times people are even scared to reach out to get more information because they might, there's the fear that they'll be called out, that they're horrible environmentalists. But we actually have this ability through the content that we're creating to create a safe space where people can come and learn. And we really, we really break it down and almost in a vulnerable way, especially with the podcast where Uh, Myself and and my co-host, Colleen, put ourselves in a very, it's not an odd position for me. It's it's actually a very factual position where um, I'm an everyday Albertan who just wants to to do better. By casting ourselves in that role um, and then having conversations with these amazing environmental leaders who 
we have the privilege of con coming in contact with because of the Emerald Awards. We're able to have those conversations and bring that information to other people who are in a similar place as we are. And so it really has become the look at these amazing people that should be your role model for environmental excellence. But now let's break it down and figure out what an everyday person can do. And would you say that your documentary series does the same thing? The documentary series does kind of, in a way, do that, but it's very different. We don't really go into the the steps or actions that everyday people could take. That part is definitely eliminated. But what the documentary series does do is, I'm going to say it establishes role models. And what's incredible for that is that um, those role models become a place of inspiration, and they also contribute to a conversation. In a way, it's the same thing, and in another way, not so much. But really what it does is, I, I'm going to say it provides local examples of environmental achievement, of environmental stewardship, of climate change action from people within our province, which I think is very exciting, especially saying that most of these examples that we get are from outside of our province. We're provided with amazing local examples of environmental and climate change stewardship. With this pretty cool evolution that the Emerald Foundation has had over the past 30 years, this year, as we said, was the 30th Anniversary Awards, and it happened in the pandemic. What was it like to reach this milestone and have to navigate it in this less than ideal circumstance? Yeah, so fortunately we had the 29th Annual Emerald Awards under our belt, so that was actually the first Emerald Awards that we held online in a virtual space. Last year was definitely way scarier. Everyone was shutting down events at that point, and we boldly decided to go forth and hold our awards. And I'm very happy that we did, both because the awards share such a message of hope, which I really feel like people need right now, not only because of the pandemic, but because of the amount of negative stories that we hear in regards to the environment, and as well, the, the realities of climate change are becoming more and more evident. And so there can be that sense of hopelessness but also because it allowed us to get the scary stuff out of the way so that we could move forward. So by the time that it came to the 30th Annual Emerald Awards, we had kind of gone through the scary stuff and we were ready to celebrate. And I feel like we, we entered into it as, in a more calm way. I'm going to say that there's also a lot of benefit to the awards being in an online space. Previously, we would have held the show in a theater and it was interesting because I'm I'm a theater person myself. I have a past career in theater. But what was interesting was just seeing how holding it in a specific space in either Calgary or Edmonton actually created many barriers and limitations because you're limited to the amount of seats that are in a theater as well. Uh, it, it had environmental implications involved too because all of a sudden you're including things like travel. So if anyone from around the province is traveling to this event, if it's catered, all of a sudden there's food waste. And so all of a sudden we were able to eliminate some of these things and actually be a role model, a, a positive role model for holding an environmentally friendly event. And then we were able to incorporate Green Shows, which is actually an Edmonton-based event platform, which incorporates carbon offsets into their event planning. We were even able to eliminate our, our carbon footprint even further by partnering with them. So. We definitely miss seeing people in, in person, and it, it is hard to say what, what the future holds for the Emerald Awards. Um, there's a lot of conversation right now around hybrid events, and it's probably likely that 
once restrictions are removed and we're able to gather in person again, that we will gather in a theater or something like that. But really just appreciating that we have this opportunity to, to expand our audience even further. We had people join us from London, England to watch this, which was really cool. So um, just being able to to acknowledge that it can exist in, in a theater space, but we also have the ability to be more accessible and inclusive by holding it in a, in a virtual space. Can you tell me about this year's award categories? So in honor of our 30th anniversary, the foundation decided to refresh the categories, which was a huge step for us. Uh, we had been receiving some feedback from our community that the, the categories that we had previously, which were very sectorally focused, were starting to lose their relevance and were presenting some limitations. And so we actually decided last year in July and August, before we launched nominations in November, to engage in a community consultation and uh, worked with a wonderful group of stakeholders who provided us with their feedback um, and their dreams of what the Emerald Awards could be. And the result of that is actually a robust slate of, of new categories, which I feel are much more inclusive and address current environmental and climate change priorities within our province. Uh, they also invite collaborative work. A lot of the environmental work in our province is actually collaborative between sectors and also align with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and incorporate Indigenous teachings as well. Edmonton Community Foundation had the privilege of sponsoring the Business Award category. Here is a clip from the awards ceremony, courtesy of Alberta Emerald Foundation. In it, you'll hear the shortlist, and then you'll hear the awards ceremony host, Hunter Cardinal, announce the winner. Business, presented by the Edmonton Community Foundation. Integrated sustainability, celebrating 10 years of promoting the sustainable management of our most precious natural resources. Integrated sustainability is a specialized international project integrator for water, waste, and renewable energy infrastructure servicing all sectors. YYC Growers and Distributors. YYC Growers is a farmer-owned cooperative that provides Calgarians with a weekly subscription to a box of locally grown vegetables, either for pickup at a nearby location or delivered right to their door. They are dedicated to pioneering new ways of working and organizing to create healthy local food systems. Future Ancestors Services Incorporated. Future Ancestors Services is an Indigenous and Black-owned, youth-led professional services social enterprise that advances climate justice and systemic barrier removal with lenses of anti-racism and ancestral accountability. Through an intergenerational team of professionals and advisors, this Alberta-based enterprise provides speaking, training, research, consulting, and social media services internationally. And the award goes to YYC Growers and Distributors. Congratulations. Okay, there wasn't actually a pause because we were all online, but there were a bunch of clapping and heart emojis floating up across the stream, so I took the liberty of interpreting those. So allow me to introduce you to this year's winners, a couple of the team members from YYC Growers, Rod Olson, 
Yeah, my name is Rod Olson, and I'm one of the founding farmers that uh, helped build the YVC Growers Food Cooperative. And Louis Brown. Yeah, so my name is Louis Brown. I'm the uh, what we call the lead link at YVC Growers and kind of a, a general manager type of role on the business side of things, running operations in here. So, Rod, can you tell us a little bit about how YYC Growers and Distributors works? Yeah, so we take uh, local farmer produced grown food from uh, within 200 kilometers of Calgary. Uh, we bring it into our distribution center and uh, we pack that up um, into to bins for, for people in, in a program called uh, that we call a harvest box. So it's a CSA modeled farm direct sales of locally fresh grown produce. <laughs> in, in your thank you speech, you had mentioned soil regeneration. I might be jumping into that a little quickly, but can you talk a bit about your approach and how you focus on soil regeneration and sustainability? If, if I can share just a little personal story to start that. So I, I'm a spin farmer originally, and so I take backyards in, in Calgary and turn them into vegetable plots and sell that to markets and, and restaurants. What I noticed early on is that I would plant the exact same crop in one yard uh, as another yard, and I'd get absolutely diametrically opposed results in those two same plots. And they could have been relatively close together. And so that was the first time where I, I started going, hey, there's something else going on. And that's when I started to kind of really dive into soil, uh, understanding the soil science of things. Fast track forward about eight years, nine years, and I've got a certificate in nutrition farming under my belt as well, um, which is all, all just kind of focuses on, like if your soil is, is functioning as a, as a true natural ecosystem, then you are getting the best life for your plants. And that best life means that it's, got, it's highly nutritious. There's carbon kind of being drawn down into the environment. We're trying to recover and restore the flavor of food that uh, we all once maybe knew, our grandparents knew. And, and so that all, all comes to, to kind of soil regeneration. So we use kind of regenerative agriculture as, as a bit of a, a model and a guide. And, and so, yeah, there's, there's a number of principles that they follow to ensure that that soil quality is constantly growing. And I think one of the other things that I love about it is that it's, it's a, like, it's not a, a line that we have to jump over. Um, so like organic certification, it's a great first step towards that. Uh, but regeneration, like every year you can get better. And so it feels like a, like if you if you like growing as a human being, uh, regenerative ag is is your best friend because we're constantly moving towards this this transformed, healed, whole kind of um, trajectory, and uh, that gives me a lot of energy, and I think uh, has really sparked the interest and passion of a lot of our farmers as well. Do you have anything you want to jump in with there, Louis, or to add on? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the uh, one of the beauties of our model is just how how many benefits there are that people can make just by choosing where they buy their food and by being able to, you know, be very transparent about how our farms operate and who our farmers are. And when you buy a carrot, it's from a very specific farmer. It's not just a bag of generic bland carrots. This is, you know, grown by this person on this farm and this is their practices and we have direct communication with them. I think trying to trying to help give people an option because I think a lot of people already are very interested in you know the health aspect and the environmental improvement aspect um, and even the local economy aspect, um, but just being able to give them a kind of 
a very simple change you can make that um, that has those slowdown impacts through our system, I think is, is just really exciting. And we're all very passionate about soil microbiology and, and health. And I think that creating that demand, we've seen that already, that being able to go back to farmers and say, listen, we've got this army of amazing customers who really want food grown in this way. We're not going to buy any food that's had sprays on it or the soil has been mistreated. So being able to demonstrate that market demand is, is also really exciting and, and I think is it's a great thing that uh, we're, we're seeing now. What did it feel like when you were hearing the shortlist and when you were announced as the winner? <laughs> well, I think the the recording doesn't maybe show how, I mean, it was, we were the first award. I had not participated in these awards before, uh, which is shame on me because the Alberta Emerald Awards are my people. And uh, it, it would have felt so compelling to be involved with so many amazing people like working towards environmental outcomes. Uh, so I, I was actually shocked and and stunned. Uh, there was there was a lot of pause before before I started speaking because I didn't even know what was supposed to happen. Um, but but also just elated to be recognized for this work that that we have been doing and that farmers kind of off in their their own little farms passionately doing changing their practices because it's the right thing to do you know and so to be recognized it just it just gives us a real shot in the arm for all of the the work that we've been doing what's next for you yeah i'm going to pass this to louis because louis just recently ha- was uh, voted in as the new uh lead link or general manager and so he's got a lot of of dreams visions of about things about where we're where we're heading so louis yeah no, thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. I've obviously taken on this this role with a lot of optimism. Um, I'm relatively new. I mean, Rod was one of the founders of this amazing thing, and I've come in in, in fairly recent times. And it's just been so exciting to see the groundswell of interest in our food system and local economies, and um, you know, climate action. That's that's really um, kind of right in, in what we're doing. So. We've done a huge amount already in the last year. I mean, we really went from kind of one person in a warehouse with a with a few hundred customers to, you know, more than doubling, close to tripling our customer base. And we've, we're implementing a new um, technology platform to make life a lot easier for our customers and make our service more accessible to people. Um, we've been adding new distribution locations across the city to make it easier for people to actually connect and, and have this food in their neighborhoods. We've been taking on a, uh, a distributed leadership way of working as well, which is really exciting. And, and so we're really focusing on doing right by the environment, but also really creating a work environment that is um, that is amazing for the people in here as well and, and really valuing that. So yeah, lots of big, exciting things, lots on the horizon, a lot of work to do. And, and I think, you know, we're we're shooting for the stars a little bit here. And, and you know, in this in a city of a million and a half people, there's a lot of opportunity let, left in front of us, um, just even with what we're doing to, to increase and, and bring in more farmers and demonstrate that there is this appetite to the farmer side as well. So kind of building both the supply and the demand side all at once uh, and trying to be the glue in the middle. So. And one thing I'd like to add to that, Lisa, is about a year and a half ago, we as an organization had a, had a meeting and really used this this idea of a super organism. So termites, um, they're resilient. They they exist through ice ages, et cetera, et cetera. And that was kind of the, the metaphor that we're wanting to create for YVC growers and our approach to the, the food system work that we're doing. 
And so when Louis is talking about uh, us creating uh, a great work environment for the humans, uh, one of the things that I always think about is microbial life. And did you know that nutrients are a byproduct of the function of a microbe in the in the soil? So if you don't, if you want boron in a plant, you need the boron microbe. And so that boron microbe is there doing its darndest to live its best life. And when it does, we get this beautiful nutrient-rich plant. And so we think it's the same thing with humans. Humans are here. They have a deep purpose, a deep sense of, of why, they're, why they're here. And, and working at YYC Grows, we want to, to create an environment where they can also flourish, bring their best to the, to the table. And, and I think that's what's so exciting about some of the future that I see with YYC Growers. Before we closed, I asked Greg to tell me about what he loves about the work he does at Alberta Emerald Foundation. Well, I have always been very passionate about the environment. I remember being about 10 years old and having a book given to me about, and it was all about these environmental experiments and, and learning how the earth worked. And uh, that was right when, back in the day, when re <laughs> reuse, reduce, recycle was becoming part of the vernacular. And um, I've been passionate about it ever since. But I can't say that I've ever been an expert. So it's very interesting about being in this position. I sort of alluded to it before, but I do actually feel like I'm in a privileged position working with the foundation because I get to come across these amazing groups and individuals who are leading the environmental movement in our province. I, not unlike other people am challenged with um, you know the way the way that the world is going and and witnessing the effects of climate change around me but I am very fortunate to then be taken into spaces where I wouldn't normally be brought into as an everyday person like a lab at the University of Alberta or a park and well of course other people in Alberta go to parks but um, the the behind the scenes parts of, of parks that that other people might take for granted to many other things renewable energy projects etc and because i i have that opportunity to go and see these things i feel like i have a stronger sense of hope that uh humanity will rise to this challenge and it's because i have first-hand experience of seeing the people whose stories aren't normally told Thanks very much to Gregory Caswell, Executive Director at Alberta Emerald Foundation, and to Rod Olson and Louis Brown from YYC Growers and Distributors for sharing their time with us. Friends, you know how much we love sharing links in our show notes. So you can head on over to thewellendowedpodcast.com to find out more about the Emerald Awards and all of the recipients from this year's celebration. You'll also be able to find links to Alberta Emerald Foundation's storytelling platforms and the full awards ceremony if you'd like to watch it. But wait, there's more. We'll also have links to all the organizations that were shortlisted for the business category sponsored by Edmonton Community Foundation, including YYC Growers and Distributors. While you're at it, be sure to check out our upcoming student awards and granting deadlines. There may be funding opportunities for you or someone you know. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, be sure to share it with everyone you know. And if you have time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help new listeners find our show. And you can visit us on Facebook, where you can share your thoughts and see some pictures. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Andrew Paul. And Elizabeth Bonkink. 
Until, Until next, next time. time. The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation and is an affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. The show is edited by Lisa Pruden. You can visit our website at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at the ECF. Our theme music is by Octavo Productions. And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well endowed.